Welcome to Camp Pearls. It's a good day to have a great day podcast. Be sure to join us for weekly episodes. Now, here's Brother Don. Hello, everyone. This is Don Barrett coming to you from Camp Pearl Ministries. And it is our prayer today that you're turning this good day into a great day. But if I were to be honest with you, I can tell you that if you answer this question that I'm going to give you negatively, it's probably a good indication that, well, that's a hindrance to you having a great day. What is that question? Well, it's this. Are you currently today enjoying the peace that comes from God? Is that something that you would say, wow, My life is just full today because I am enjoying that peace that God gives to me. Over the next two weeks, I'd like to talk about that subject of peace, how it was used in the Old Testament, and how it's used in the New Testament. Today, I would just like to introduce you to the peace that God provides that's found in the Old Testament. What's the Old Testament understanding of peace? Well, if you were to even talk to a Jew today, even though they may not speak Hebrew, they would most certainly understand this word, shalom. Shalom, that is an interesting word, a word of greeting. Now, if you and I were to greet someone today, we may say, hey, how's it going? Or, hey, what's up? Or, what's going on in your life? But in Israel, In the Old Testament, there was a very familiar greeting, and it would be Shalom Alchim, and then the person to whom you greeted would respond Alchim Shalom, meaning peace unto you, and the response unto you, peace. It's more than just a wishful thought. It really is a greeting that says, it's my prayer that your life is whole, that it's full, that it's prosperous, that it's successful, and yes, that it is healthy. It's somewhat of a combination of those words all put together so that whenever there was a greeting, it was really meaningful. Shalom, alechim, and then the response, alechim, shalom. Peace unto you, and unto you, peace. It is that very familiar word that Moses was instructed by God to give to Aaron and his descendants when he blessed the nation of Israel. In Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26, these familiar words, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you, and here it is now, and give you peace. Only the Lord can give that to you, a sense of wholeness, fullness, prosperity, success, health, All of those concepts, only the Lord can give that to you. And quite frankly, it's not centered around what's going on around your life, but rather who's really taking control of your life. It is an inward sense of relaxation, a sense where you can take a deep breath and be able to say, all 
is well and really be able to mean that. I find in the scriptures, the book of Proverbs, that it's an interesting concept where the wise King Solomon made that statement. He says in Proverbs 14:30 these words, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy, well, that just rots the bones. So here's this idea that Solomon recognized, although he wasn't a physician, he understood that when your heart was whole, full, prosperous, healthy, well, it really gave life to the body. And he's actually talking about enjoying life on earth. That was his desire. But the negative is that envy or jealousy, these kinds of attitudes that we might possess, well, that just rots the bones. I'm familiar, and I hope that you are, with a passage in Psalm number 32. In Psalm number 32 is a description of David's acknowledgement of his sin. Well, it could very well have been the ordeal with Bathsheba and her husband Uriah. He made this statement in Psalm number 32 that when he was silent, that his bones waxed old within him. God's hand was heavy upon him, and it seemed as though his body was dehydrated because the sun scorched down upon him. He was actually giving a physical description of the lack of wholeness in his body. Why? Well, he was not enjoying the peace that God can give to him. Proverbs speaks of the fact that a merry heart does good just like a medicine. Aren't you glad to know that the one who created your body and gave life to your body has given us medicine within our body that we might enjoy fullness of life? That's right. There are some chemicals in our body that physicians have discovered over the years. There's serotonin and dopamine and oxytocin and endorphins that God has created and put within us. And then when those are released in our body, there is this sense of of wholeness, of wellness, of peace. Well, that's physically speaking, but spiritually speaking, God is the one who ultimately can give that. You can't manufacture that kind of peace. Only God can give you that peace. And that peace is not centered on really what's going on around you. As a matter of fact, your world literally can be falling apart around you. But in the inside, you can be still. You can actually have a calmness, a quietness. Yes, you can even enjoy peace. That's what the prophet Isaiah announced to Israel in the hopes of a soon-coming Messiah to rescue them. He made this statement in chapter 26, verse 3. God will keep that person in perfect peace. Who is that? Well, that's the one whose mind is stayed on you 
because he trusts you. There's the secret. If you want to enjoy peace, it depends upon what your mind is fixated upon. If you're trying to find peace in and of yourselves, if you're trying to find peace in what material things or material possessions or external medicine can provide, that's not lasting. That is temporary, and that will not carry you through what you really need. What you really need is the peace that God gives. And how does that come? Well, Isaiah said it comes from the one whose mind is fixated on God because we trust him. You see, you are either trusting yourself, you're either trying to find this sense of inner peace and what you think you can do to get it, or you can simply trust him by faith. And it's interesting for the Old Testament person who lived according to their faith, the one who was in right relationship with God because they were obeying the covenant that God had made to Israel, for the one who was practicing the presence of God, even under the Old Testament system, one who understood that the sacrifices that they offered were only temporary, and they were designed to remove their sin that separated them from God for a period of time as they awaited for the long coming of their Messiah. That one whose mind was fixed on him and trusting God for their life, not depending upon what their circumstances could provide that they might enjoy peace, but believing that God, the one in whom they trusted, would be the one who ultimately would provide that wholeness. Yes, that shalom that they so desperately needed. And then we know ultimately that Isaiah the prophet gave the the right answer, right? In Isaiah chapter 9 in verse 6, when he made this statement, we use it at Christmas time, and Christmas will soon be upon us. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and here it is, Prince of Peace. We'll look next time in the New Testament of how the Lord Jesus used that word, but I want you to know that you will never enjoy the peace that God intends for you to enjoy. You will never have that wholeness within you unless you have the Prince of Peace living in your mortal body. He makes it available to us today, by the way, that long-awaited Messiah that the Jews would anticipate has come 2,000-plus years ago. His name? Jesus. Yes, he's that prince of peace. And when he is reigning and ruling in your heart, in your life, you have that sense of wholeness, that sense of well-being, that sense of successful living, because he and his life becomes your life. 
So it's my prayer today that as we think of this concept of peace, that it isn't just wishful thinking that would be really nice if we could have that sense of wholeness within us. No, but that this concept of peace would become not wishful thinking, but present reality in your life. The foundation, well, it's centered in Jesus. And when he is your savior, number one, and then secondly, when you're walking with him day by day, you can truthfully say, Shalom, Alechim, peace unto you. And then you could respond by saying, Alechim, Shalom, I am enjoying that peace. May you have that peace today that only God can give. Pray with you. Father, thank you so much that you are the author of peace. You know what it's about. You created it. You established it. And you long for your children to enjoy it. How I pray today that those who are listening to my voice would truly not just know about peace, not just be able to say, yes, I've heard that before, and oh, that would really be nice, but that they may truly experience that peace, that wonderful wholeness, a sense of well-being, a sense of having it all together. May we enjoy that today by knowing Jesus as our Savior and by walking with him each day. And then as we do so, I pray that we'll see we can make this good day a great day in the Lord. And for that, I say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We would love for you to share this with a friend. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. To learn more about Camp Pearl Ministries or to help support this podcast and other gospel outreach, visit us online at camppearl.com. We pray you have a great day today, right now, in the life only Jesus can give. Mm-hmm.